What is your understanding about Godhead? Why is it a salvation issue? Let us dive into what the Word of God says about it on today's episode of Stand for Truth. Welcome back, Stand for Truth listeners. So today we're going to talk about God or the Godhead. So what is Godhead? It is the divine nature of God, characteristics of God, or the basic belief or set of beliefs about God. God is a self-existent. He's a supreme being, the creator of all things. And Godhead is a salvation issue. Let's read in Mark chapter 12, verse 32 and 34. I'm reading on uh, New King James Version. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher, you have spoken the truth, for there is one God, and there is no other but he. And verse 34 says, Now when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. Amen. So everyone says that there is one God. But the thing is, if there is one God, why you say there's three persons in one God? God is a supreme being. He's a self-existent God. No one is before him or after him. Praise God. So in John chapter 8 verse 24 says, Therefore I said to you, that you will die in your sin, for if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Jesus himself is declaring that he is the God. We will, we will talk about it later, how, how God, how Jesus is the Almighty God. It's been prophesied in Isaiah 9 and 6, that a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. A son will become the Mighty God, who is the Mighty God, who is the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. Amen. And also, let's read in Acts. Let's go to the book of Acts in the New Testament. Verse 17, chapter 17, verse 29. It says there, Therefore, since we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. So God is not created by any hand. He is God by himself, by his divine nature. Amen. Also, let's read in Romans Romans chapter 1, verse 20. It says there, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen by being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. So even from the beginning, you can see the attributes of God when he created this world. It's so obvious that only God can do all these things that you're seeing right now in, by your eyes. It's only God who created all the mountains, the sea, how he controlled the overflow of the water of the sea. And we're not falling off to the universe because of the gravity that he created inside the world. Amen. So that's, that's who God is. That's how God is so powerful and so supreme in that, in that divine nature of his 
<clears throat> of his being God, which is the Godhead. That's why it's a salvation issue. We're talking about salvation issue that talks about God. There's a lot of so-called religion, these religions that are saying, I have God of this, God of that, God of this, but there is only one God that created this whole thing that you are seeing that created us as well. Amen. And also in Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. In the New Testament 2, verse 9, it says, For in him dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. We are talking about Jesus here. <clears throat> because all the fullness of Godhead is wrapped in him. God manifests himself in the flesh. He is not uh, like what people say, uh, God in three person. Because yes, he became a being in the name of Jesus Christ, but his spirit is not a person. So you cannot say that the Holy Ghost is a person because the Holy Ghost is a spirit. No one can see it. So his invisibility become visible. When he wrapped himself in the flesh of Jesus Christ. That's why it says, in, for, for in him all the full, dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. So Jesus Christ is the vessel of the Holy Ghost. From the Old Testament, we have the tabernacle. Only in the Ark of the Covenant where the Holy Spirit is residing. But because of the New Testament, thank God, there is a new vessel that God is using to put His Spirit on or in to work on His people in their lives, in their spiritual lives, so that they will be saved. And, that, and it's our flesh, it's our body that's the vessel of or the, the tabernacle of the Holy Ghost now. Not like before, it's the Ark of the Covenant. Amen. So now, no one can contain, even the Ark cannot contain the fullness of God. But all the power, all the might, all the strength, the everything of God is in Jesus Christ. So that's why this verse, it says, For in Him dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily. Amen. So let's let's look back in the Old Testament what teaches what it teaches about one God. In Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 4, Hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. The Lord our God is one Lord. Amen. Also in Isaiah 43 verse 10, it says there you are my witnesses says the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me, and understand that I am he. Before me there was no God formed, nor there shall be after me. Amen. So we're talking about oneness of God, a monotheistic belief or faith. Amen. Also in Isaiah chapter 4, 42, verse 8, says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory I will not give to, an to another, nor my praise to carved images. So those people that are bound by idolatry, 
God is not carved. He is not formed by man. He is a self-existent God. He, he is not in those images that you are bowing to or praying to. You must go direct to Him. Because we thank God for Jesus Christ who came down on this earth. He became our mediator to God. He is the God above. And He made Himself the conduit or the mediator of man to God. Because He wants us to be reconciled with Him. Amen. Also in Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9. And the Lord shall be king over all the earth. In that day it shall be the Lord is one and in His name one. That name and that Lord is Jesus Christ. Amen. Also in Isaiah 44 verse 6. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and His Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. Beside me there is no God. So those who think that in heaven there is three thrones, there is none. Only, no, it's, there's no three thrones, but only one. You can read that in Revelation, that there is only one throne. There's only one God sitting on that tr- throne. Amen. Because there is no one beside him, nor there will, be, there will be after him. In Isaiah 43, verse 11, it says, I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. Amen. Now let's go to the New Testament. There's a lot of verses that we can go to. I will just give it to you later on so that you can study for yourself the verses that talks about oneness of God. Amen. So let's go to the New Testament in Galatians chapter 3 verse 20. Now a mediator does not mediate for one only, but God is one. So God is the one that, the only one that can mediate man to his creation, who is God. And that is Jesus Christ. Amen. And also in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 6, it says, One God and Father of all. James 2.19, you believe that there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. See, even the devil himself knows that there is one God. And he's trying his best to deceive people that there is more than one God. Telling them that, especially those who are Bible-believing, he will try to deceive you because he knows the word of God from beginning till the end. So he will try to deceive you like the way he deceived Adam and Eve, or Eve, in the Garden of Eden, when he says to Eve, you shall not surely die. You, you will just be like God, that you will know truth. You will know right, the right and wrong things, the truth and the, um, I'm sorry, the, the right and wrong things. You will be like him. You will know all things. But the thing is, The Word of God is plain and simple when He says that there is only one God. There is only one. There is no God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. It's never there. It always says the Son of God, the Holy Spirit, and the Father. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So there is only one God. Even the demons believe and tremble. Just by that phrase in this chapter. If you believe that there is one God, you do well for the, dev- the demons believe and tremble. Once you know that there is only one God, whoo, the devil is shaking. He's shaking right now. Also in 1 Timothy, Timothy chapter 2, verse 5 says, For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 6, Yet for us there is one God, the Father of whom are all things, and we for him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom are all things, and through whom we live. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Mark twelve twenty nine says, And Jesus answered him, The first of all the commandments is, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. John chapter 10, verse 30, I and my Father are one. Jesus himself declaring that he is God. Because in, in Hebrew, or the Jews, when they, they are monotheistic believers, that there is only one God. And when Jesus declared himself, I and my Father are one, they want to stone him, they want to kill him because he's blaspheming. He's, say, he's saying... Literally, he's saying that you are God, but he is, and he is really the God that's coming back. Amen. Also in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Hallelujah. Everybody knows Everybody knows that Jesus Christ is coming back very soon. And in this time that we are living in, it is so evident that He is really coming very soon. Hallelujah. And also Revelation chapter 4 verse 2, it says, Immediately I was in the Spirit. This is John the Revelator. And behold, a throne set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Hallelujah. So there is only one God. There is only one sit in that. There is only one throne in heaven. And one sat there and he saw Jesus Christ. Amen. And Jude 1.25 says, To God our Savior, who alone is wise. Hallelujah. So just to give you some of the verses that we uh, might not have read all throughout uh, it's James, just a minute. There is uh, Isaiah 40, 48, verse 11 to 12, and Romans chapter 3, verse 30. So read all, all those verses in Revelation chapter 22, verse 3. Um, let's see. Oh, I've given all the verses that talks about most of them. Oh, there's more here. It says um, in Malachi chapter 2.10, hath not one God created us. Also in Galatians, uh, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. Oh yeah, we've read this one. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 6. It says there, one God and Father of all. Amen. So for the conclusion of this topic, 
Abraham was chosen because of his willingness to forsake his pagan religion or idolatry. In Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 8. You know, uh, Moses, uh, Abraham came out from pagan worshiping family. That's why when God said to Abraham, come out of the land that you're in. Come out from the family that you're in. And I will show you a place where you will dwell and you will, you will um, build an altar for my name says God. So in Genesis chapter 12, verse 1 to 8, it says, Now the Lord had said to Abram, His name then is Abram, get, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless you, those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him, and Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham, then Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in, in Haran, and they departed to go to the land of Canaan. So they came to the land of Canaan. Abraham passed through the land of the places of the, to the place of Shechem as far as the terebinth tree of Moreh. And, Canaanites, and the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your descendants I will give this land. And there he built an altar to God, to the Lord who had appeared to him. And he moved from there to the mountain east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I. On the east there built an altar to the Lord and called the name of the Lord. Amen. So, Abraham is the chosen. He became chosen because of his willingness to forsake his pagan religion. Are you ready when God called you to get out of the religion that you're in that are not teaching the truth, the oneness of God? Are you ready to get out of that idolatry, those carved images that you are bowing to? Are you ready to get out of that just the way Abraham did when God called him? Because God is calling you right now. If you're listening to this, God is calling you right now to know him, to, to get a relationship with him, especially in this time that we are in. Hallelujah, Jesus. And also God chastised Israel to, due to their polytheistic worshiping. Worshipping more than one God. That's polytheistic worship. Let's read in Acts, in the book of Acts, chapter 7, verse 43. It says there, You also took up the tabernacle of Moloch and the star of your God, Rephem, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. You know, the Israelites are so, at that time, so stubborn and very disobedient to God. When God says, do not bow down to any idols, do not bow down to any gods. Just bow to me, praise me, glorify me, acknowledge me. But because of their um, stubbornness, in disobedience to the word of God. They don't listen to the man of God that God has put in place for their soul. 
they don't listen. That's why they are being carried out to Babylon. God made them, let them suffer from slavery, from everything that's, you know, how many times they've been attacked. They've been conquered by many nations because of their disobedience. If they, they just obey God's command to love their God, their God alone, this will not happen. They will not be carried out to Babylon. They will not have this, all these troubles being, being, uh, what do you call this, being conquered by many nations, being destroyed by many nations. But God did not let them be wiped out because they are the chosen uh, nations, nation, amen. So also it, the church, the church is the heir of Abraham's faith. Thus we have to have the same monotheistic faith like Abraham. Let's read in Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4 verse 13 to 17. It says there, for the promise that he ha he would be let me read it again. For the promise that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seeds through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void, and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about, about wrath, for there is no law, there is no transgression. Therefore it is of faith that it might be according to grace, so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. As it is written in verse 17, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him whom he believed, God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist, though they did. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's have the faith like Abraham. You know, we thank God for Abraham's faith because it gives us that same faith right now when we study the Word of God, when we know the truth. We, we have that faith that, yeah, there is only one God as the Word of God says. If you just read your Bible and get the understanding, God is, God is um, calling you, calling you get out of that false teaching and came and come to the fullness of truth in his word you have to study it for yourself i'm here just to share what god has revealed to me in the past years that i've been in this place where i am and god bring me out of my country bring me out of my family to know all this truth and i pray and i hope that all of you that are listening to this podcast about God will get the revelation that there is only one God. There's no other God that is created by man's hand. There's no stone, wood, or metal, or gold that is formed for you to, to praise or to bow down to as God. There is only one God. Even the, 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 the celebrities are being called the idols now because they are more they more praise those people than they praise god they worship those people more than they worship god so i pray that if you hear this 
it, God is calling you, calling you to come out of that, that ways and go to, to God to understand Him more and to have a deeper relationship with Him. I hope and pray that this will bless you as it has blessed me until today for knowing the truth. May God bless you, strengthen you this coming week. And I hope and pray to hear from all of you. And I, I really thank those who are listening to this podcast from parts of the world that, uh, that has been listening from, from, from the U.S., from Jordan to Philippines to United Arab Emirates to Germany. And some, there are some from France, Canada, and Singapore. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope and pray that you are being blessed and continue to share this word to, to all of your friends and family that they may know also the truth. God bless you in Jesus' name. So you just heard about the topic about God in this podcast. So stay tuned for the next episode for we are going to talk about the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you in Jesus' name.